Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. This is show number 105 here uh, of the Jimmy Palumbo Show, and it's actually a special show. It's really the two-year anniversary of this fine podcast, which uh, people seem to enjoy. Uh, well, at least my family members do. It's a way to keep in touch with my family. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I, I listen. this first show started on March 15th, uh, 2021, and it's been two years, 104 shows. This is 105. And um, I want to thank uh, the boys over at Chop Sports, uh, Dave and Chris. I don't know where Chris is right now. Uh, I just couldn't wait any longer, so I decided to just start the show. When he pops in, he'll hop right in. Um, I want to thank all my sponsors, especially um, uh, my sponsor, Absolute Eyewear. They've been with me from the very beginning here, getting involved. Um, Janine and Craig Michaud, of course, I do their spots every week, and also their friends, and also they played on my softball team. Uh, Craig is the all-time leading strikeout hitter which I feel I need to bring that up at all times. He struck out in slow pitch softball the most, I think, in the country. Uh, but he's a fine young man with a fine family. And Absolute Eyewear, please always go patronize Absolute Eyewear. Also, I want to thank CornholeLevel.com, Mike Caprio, who showed up at my stand-up show. More on that later. Um, also, ChasingMiracles.com. Um, so I, there, you got to check that place out. And I believe Chris is coming on now. And I also want to thank, um, there's Chris live. He's probably doesn't know he's on. Bro, he's I had to live. change studios. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, here, <laughs> if you Google disrespecting Jimmy Palumbo, they're going to show you oh, scrambling. All of a sudden. All of a sudden yeah, it like is. Hard... Anyway, I'm in the middle of this. So hang on. I also want to thank, um, uh, Lisa Wayne and Pine Tar Bar and Grill and some of my other sponsors that have come through. I mean, two years of doing podcast. I'm, I'm proud of that in a certain way. Um, I also want to thank my sister, Mary Eileen, who always checks in with me and makes sure that uh, things aren't blurry, which they usually are. But technically, is this the best podcast in the world? No, sir. But uh, we like to have some fun. Also, my brother, who is great for being about eight podcasts behind, and he's the first one to call me up and say I made a mistake. I said Mel Hall instead of Charlie Hayes or something like that, uh, which I always laugh at. He gets mad at me. You can't do that. I'm like, I'm live, Frank. What do you want from me? I make mistakes. God bless. Um, I also want to thank uh, my daughter, Natalie, who listens every now and again. I want to thank my mom, who occasionally figures out how to go online and listen. Uh, but she's very supportive of me, for sure. And, of course, all my Patreon members. I mean, two years, Patreon we're on fire, although we might be back in a slump again. But I want to thank uh, my um, my family members, my cousins, and my nephews, which make up a bulk of my Patreon. But I had a big family, so God bless America. I'm still I'm, Joe Rogan's people are still very aware. They're concerned as Chris uh, undresses. Well, it and, was a little uh, dark with the black on black. Yes, I know, I know. Live from the Chop Sports Studios in downtown Matawan. But um, I want to thank also the strangers on Patreon. I got a bunch of people on my Patreon that, like, they know me from the show, which is really awesome. And uh, I appreciate that. And to all, uh, you know, look, to all my people that text me about the show and say nice things, that's very cool. You know, listen, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's just me talking. I always wanted to do this as a, a garden variety, like, late night um, uh, talk show. And therefore, I'm not specific Yes, am I a Yankee fan? So we talk about the Yankees. Am I a Rutgers fan? Obviously, we talk about them, the Giants, the Knicks, the Rangers. Those are my teams. I talk about them uh, at the top of the show normally. And um, that's who I am. So that's what we talk about. We talk about showbiz. That's what I do. And uh, look, you know, um, if you don't like sports too much, well, what can I tell you? If you're talking to me at the bar, that's how I'm going you know, to be mumbling about stuff like that. I'm um, also a stand-up, so I talk about stand-up comedy as well. And I'm going to get to more of my Avenel shows in just a second. Um, and I also want to thank uh, my guests over the you know these last two years, uh, Artie Lang, uh, which who I wish well, uh, Ralph Macho for coming on, and Dominic Lombardozzi, and Pat Volkmer, Chop Sports all-time leading jerkoff, um, who uh, me and Chris secretly love that he the way he posts. Um, actually, he posts the way you should post. Uh, you know, he actually is. Uh, you know what? I think Pat's the number one poster, to be honest with you. 
Um, that's how you should pose. You should be make people post against you, mm. make people. It's a great way to engage. He's out of his mind, of course, but it's 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 a he's a value. When you say number anyway. one poster, you mean like the most consistent, or you mean he has the best posts? No, no, not the mm. best post. It's just that he when he posts, he gets a reaction. I think when you yeah. have a a <clears throat> Facebook site, that's what it's all about. Um, put it this way: if I if he was a if this was a radio show. Pat would be a regular call-in because I would know. There's people that post, like, if anyone on any team that plays locally takes a shit, there's a post about it. There's, like, a couple people that just, we have to ban them almost because they right. post so much. But Pat always says something provocative, and he's also... Thought-provoking, and he he incites and yeah, um, and he, riots. Yeah. He's, and, he's, he's, and he's wrong a lot. Yeah, the best part about it is Pat Volkmer is an obnoxious Cowboy fan, and he pisses off the obnoxious Cowboy fan. So, to me, it's like watching a Civil War... And as a Giant fan, and I've clearly stated, clearly stated, let's look at the technology that was out there when the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl, okay? 1996, I think I just got cable. Anyway, so I love that he causes Cowboy fans to go nuts. But uh, God bless, it's all in fun. By the way, guys, this is this is a podcast. It's When we talk about sports, uh, which I'm about to argue with Chris, I'm sure, in a few minutes about some things, it's sports. Nobody's dying. It's not Ukraine. It's not woke. It's, it's just, it's, it's a dumb thing we do to take our minds off our lives. It's called being a fan. That's a short for fanatic. We're out of our minds. We tend when our team wins, we're happy. When our team loses, we're breaking televisions. And that's the way it is. It's, it's nonsensical. It's a big industry. Um, uh, any, any of my friends out there with the apps and the gambling, please be careful with that. That can get carried away. That's when it becomes not, that's real when you get into gambling nets. Mm. Instead of owing Vinny, you owe your credit card, which then when you go to buy a house, your wife's like, what do you mean we have no credit? Oh, well, I bet I bet the Cowboys a lot, and it didn't work out. So you got to watch out for that. Um, I have no gambling sponsor, although I would kindly take MGM Sports sponsor my show in August. Yeah, come on, anyway, like, let's be real. Of course, but still, be careful of the gambling, but I appreciate everybody being involved. And of course, uh, Dave Sturcho and Chris, Chris does most of my uh, co-hosting here. And I just want to thank everybody. It's been two years. I'm still plugging away. We're still growing the audience. Um, and I think as my acting career grows and my stand-up career grows, this will become a, um, uh, a pretty fun show to check in with. All right. Well, now that Chris is uh, dressed properly and he took his clothes off, the women are shaking in their uh -oh. boots. Um, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Joshua Riccardi who gave me a ride home the other night from the show, and also Sam Grasso, um, you know, who's just another jerk off cowboy fan, but he's a long time Colonia guy. I love him. Thanks for checking in. He's Sam. not. No, no. You're you're thinking of his brother Anthony. Oh. Sam is a Sam is a very not. Oh wait, what is? Bucks okay, team. I got it wrong. I got it. Yep. Like Anthony's the cowboy. You know what, Sam? I'm a jerk off. I'm sorry. That's fine because that he probably gets it all the time because his right. brother is so obnoxious that you think it's just a family thing. Yes. And, yes. But his brother is also playing the part. I know very his brother well. for years. Yes. God yeah. bless. Yeah. Listen, the minute you hate someone because they're a cowboy fan or a giant fan, like, relax, bro. It's just, it's nonsense. All right. So we're here now. Of course, <clears throat> what do we do at the top of the show here at Shea? Um, and I, of course, I'm coming from downtown Mawa from the Jimmy Palomo shitty kitchen studios. I'm trademarking that. I should have shirts out soon. Also, um, Chris Gucci is coming from downtown Matawan from the Chop Sports Media Capital of the World. The ESPN of Matawan uh, is uh, Chris Gucci covering it. You've been now, listen, Chris. Bro, I got to talk, dude. I got to talk to you, bro. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is Jimmy Palomo talking here. First of yeah. all, we all know who Ben Simmons is. Always hurt. You never know. You I have it. a good. I have a good rebuttal okay, for this because I knew I know. this was coming. You, so I thought yeah, of this. Of course. So what happens is I get texts. You don't text me. Hey, Jimmy, man, I got a problem. No, I get a text from Dave who Wanna says, bet? "Who says Ben Simmons is out of? Want to uh, bet? No. I, last week you were out. I didn't get it from you. I got it from Dave first. Want to bet? I have my phone out. We laughed about it last week. I said, air. I'm having a procedure done today. Dave is your guy for 105. No, 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 105 no. being the show 105. Yeah, you said that. I got a fucked up blank. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm hoping they out. don't have to blank, blank, blank. And then you, your one, one word response was Ben Simmons. Yeah, which. Well, there you so go. I did text you. No, but and it, it was, was at 11, 11. Yeah. Now I want to tell you what happened. Now, listen, time out. Before you go, I'll let you go. You're going to have your moment. 
why you disrespect my show. It's fine. I want to know now. First of all, if you're, I know you you had some legitimate health issues. I'm not here to mock out your health issues. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Ben Simmons bad back as well. So what happened last week, Chris? So Ben Simmons is is a. I think it's a poor. Um, you you ever see how good Randy Moss was? But then when Randy Moss was on the Raiders. You know what I mean? He was like, I got to go get my hamstring fixed. I got to go get my... So that's like what the equation is. I'm I'm a Hall of Famer, bro. I'm just getting my issues sorted yeah. out, right? Next year, you know, the, the year after I get traded off the Raiders and I'm back in the full swing of things, I'm going to put up 23 touchdowns. I'm going to set the single season okay. record okay. for touchdown receptions, reception yards in a single season. Now, but what happened was I had... I have uh, I had surgery on my sinuses, bro. I got a sinus issue. I have a uh, it's causing an issue with my jaw and I'm having like I couldn't blow my nose. I got stitches still. I had two black eyes. That's why I couldn't come to your show over the weekend. I looked like I got into a little fight with Boom Boom Mancini over the weekend. And okay. Okay. So listen, I understand. I can't be on up. camera. I can't be on camera looking like I got this shit beat out of me. The bottom bottom line is my fans scoring at home when they tune in around one. Like today, of course, you got on at 108. I had to start because I couldn't wait. Oh you, you are officially, you, listen, when you're healthy, listen, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, great players went around the field. So what I have to do is I have to have like a possible signing with like Sirius XM or one of these big channels, right? And then I got to say, listen, they're going to say, do you want to use Chris or not? I'm going to say, you know what? Let's give him like the net. Let's 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 do the Aaron Judge. Let him play all year. And well, it's, see a, it it's a platoon. Be like, you know, I don't really have a solid first baseman, but what I do have is I have a guy that hits lefties really well, and then I got Steve Balboni who just crushes righties. And that bottom day. line is comes in you, off the bench. We just don't know whether or not you're going to do the show. So. That being said, I'm glad your sinuses and I think Dave said it was your teeth or something. I don't even know. Well, it is, love, bro. It's uh, like I'm having, I'm having an issue in like my the back of my mouth, right? And then when I went, he's like, I mean, you want me to get graphic? It's like, no, we don't need to get. We there's a, need I need, to, a, I need to have like a bone. I don't want to hear about things in the jaw. back of your mouth. You know that could go. That can go another way. Really, I need a, I need a bone graft. <laughs> All right, well, get yourself healthy, and uh, you know, listen. You know what? The bottom line is. To qualify for your health insurance for the Jimmy Plumbo show, you just have to really do the show once a month and you still get in. So yeah, now I'm, we I'm, we are we are up to baseball card situation because we're up to show 105, second year, beginning our third year technically of the Jimmy Plumbo show. That's right. Um here I got a guy now that nobody knows. And this I remember they used to print a lot of these out because these were this was a spoke guy, but I learned some things. Here he is, right here. Ron Fairley, okay? Now, this guy, he, look at the bad, like the bad batting stance, like that classic straight up in the air. You can tell this guy played a long Yeah, time. he probably so batted I, 280. So, yeah, I looked this guy up, and I learned a couple of things, Christopher. Number one, he played 21 years in Major League Baseball. I don't care who you are, what generation, uh, 100 years ago, 10 years ago, when you play 21 years, in in the pro sport, okay, you 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 got to give the guy. I mean, look, that's awesome. Twenty one years he played with the Dodgers for twelve years, the Expos, the Cardinals, Angels, Toronto, and Oakland. His lifetime batting average was two sixty six. That's not that bad for that era. He hit two hundred and fifteen ding dongs, and he had ninety over nineteen hundred hits. So, like this guy was definitely a journeyman. He was a good glove. Played first base, little left field. He was known as being slow as shit, which I remember because he played up until, oh, I guess he played until the eight, whatever, from 59 to 70, 81, whatever it was. I remember him as a player. Um, he won the World Series three times with the, with the Dodgers back in the 60s, which is wild. And he batted 300 in the World Series, and he had a huge series in 65 where he went 11 for 29. So there's some Dodger fan out there that's like, God, that guy was great the one year. So he was like, um, who was that guy in the Yankees with the big home run against uh, the the Braves? Um, Layritz? Yeah. So to someone, he's their Jim Layritz, who had a couple of big hits, um, which I think is unbelievable. So he he played in 2,400 games. A lot of baseball there. And here's the crazy thing. He moved into the broadcasting booth, and he was broadcasting for the Angels, the Giants, Seattle for 13 years. Um, he, he 27 years um, – 
broadcasting. So 21, this guy was in baseball for 48 years. But here's the cool thing, and they could never do this today. I mean, you're going to love what I'm about to tell you. When he was in the radio booth for the Angels, he was also their hitting instructor. Now think about this. Think about this, bro. He's pitching batting practice, going over all this stuff because the McNamara loved him. And then all of a sudden, once like, say the game started at 7 o'clock, right around 10 to 7, he went inside. It's only radio. Walked up with his uniform. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to. I think that's, that's and like he wasn't. I guess. I guess it's a different day because now the hitting coach has to be there. Like you know, it's you, yes, you're back, not like back then. Back then there was you know hitting instructor. They were but this guy was like a key guy in the manager's world, and he did the game. Which means how like if a guy was like zero for eleven, you think he's going to bash him because technically we would say it's his fault. But I, I've never. I'm sure it's been done, and I know. Back then, hitting instructors are not what it is today with the video. And you can, I mean, right, you know, I don't know if kids at home know this, but, uh, oh, my daughter Natalie's checking in. Hey, Nat, how you doing, boop? Sorry, I didn't see that come through. Um, I hope you're feeling a little better. Uh, the bottom line is right now, if, you, if, you're, if you're facing, say, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Mariana Rivera or, or Pettit, whatever the bad picture is, I just completely lost every German, let's say. You can go up to the, the, the video staff and say, can you give me every one of Germain's first pitches that he's thrown in the last, and they get that for you. I mean, that's incredible. The the knowledge, but then again, the, everybody says that's all. Oh, that's why it's such an advantage. However, the pitcher gets to go to his guy and go, Hey, let me know Aaron judge third pitch of every at bat is. So it's just information. It's video. The old days, it was a crotchety old guy with a cigar, half in a bag in the stands going, you got to pitch judge outside when it's 0-2, inside when it's 1-1, one one, that kind of stuff. It's more technical. Anyway, I think it's funny that Ron Fairley was the hitting instructor. I think the pitchers anyway. are winning this battle. Yeah, a little bit. So, also, they're throwing harder. and uh, I think the reliever thing is the big thing. Anyway, he was involved in 7,000 baseball games. Dude, that's got to be a record. I mean, I shouldn't say it, but 7,000 games? That's like, you Yeah, know, it's better. not a record because you got guys that are that been announcing for 60 years. Like, the Do- Vince Scully. Uh, he, was but, there ever but, a but Dodgers he name but that he, he but, wasn't? But, but he played, though. He player and involved. Yeah, I know, but so when, when we're talking 47 you know years what? combined, that's incredible. But there's guys that were in the booth for 50 years. John um, Sterling. Um, I don't. How long has John Sterling been doing games? Right, but he since uh, eighty seven, I think, or eighty nine, I think. Um, but listen, but this guy also played, so you got to factor that's a bigger deal. But I'm sure Yogi. Now that I think about it, Yogi might have been up there as well. Anyway, yeah, there's seven, probably there's probably some guys that have put up some serious numbers. Well, like, outside of like Vince Scully, a guy like John, look at like Nolan way. Ryan. Nolan Ryan played 102 years, and he still owns or is a president of somebody. No, I'm league. talking about in, when I mean involved, I mean broadcasting or or playing in. in, in in management, I'm not counting management. Um, talk about being involved, watching, staring, having to be at the game. Well, Nolan um, Ryan was at every home game for the Rangers or the, or the I think it was the Astros for I'm a while. Telling you right now, seven thousand is a lot of games, man. Uh, anyway, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. This guy who was in my spokes, Ron Fairley, ended up being uh, played for teams that I didn't follow, especially in the pre ESPN era, and that's it. Ron Fairley. A plus on the back card, it says. Uh, which former Yankee was known as Moose? Do you know that, Chris? Moose Scourin. There you go. Bill Scourin, the Moose. Uh, anyway, kind of a boring back of the card. I usually like the last week, the tidbits are like make no sense. So this one was kind of normal. <clears throat> anyway, I don't know if you had time to. Pick I a did. Player. I did have time. Well, I put it this way. I have a I have a vault of of old school mid 80s early 90s baseball players some of them from yankees from some of them from not but most of them are definitely guys that i've at least watched while watching the yankees and this guy happened to come up with the yankees and then turn into an eventual yankee killer he had a 10-year career he played for the yankees for three seasons and then seven seasons with the white Sox. i'm going to see if you could guess his name definitely hit a yankees then white Sox. Initials are DP. DP. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. First baseman outfielder, Dan Pasqua. Oh, that, yeah. You call him a Yankee killer? Bro, I remember, I mean, Dan Pasqua definitely, definitely, I remember my father always saying. I think he got one. He was one of those guys who was supposed to be the next coming. um, Well, when we talk uh, about Yankee killers, if he had 20 home runs in a season and four of them, 
that year came against the Yankees. That's Yankee killer to me. It was a different time. 20 home runs was like Danny Tartable led the Yankees. All right. I remember Dan Poscoe, right? He had a huge hit in the 95 season. I, I wonder, believe. I wonder who the Yankees traded up, uh, traded for to, or I should say, yeah. What, what do they trade Pasqual for? Because he was only there for three years and he was like a good player when he was there. Yeah. They, either, they must've got him part of a bigger, bigger player. Cause he was, uh, yeah. um, but he was he also was a younger one of those guy guys that was they, gonna be gonna be go- the Yankee. Listen, because Yankees are in the big market, this happens all the time, and I hope it doesn't happen with Volpe, who we'll get to in a minute. Where the Yankees machine, the New York media, when anybody comes up, it's like, oh my god, this guy, this guy, and then three years in, it's like, you know what? He's not that good, well, really. And they I got the shortstop. They got they got two kids right now in the Yankees that are definitely yeah, um, getting some hype. But Domingue, 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 we'll they're, see. They're doing but, well uh, in the spring. We're going to get to that in a second. So anyway, all right, Dan Pasqua and Ron Fairley. Somebody just – Howard Aronin just topped in. The home run I ever saw in Dodger Stadium was Ron Fairley. First home run. That's so funny. So we have someone who's a fan of Ron Fairley. I think I'm going to get contacted by some of the family members. Like, excuse me, are you talking about my dad on your show? <laughs> like, who's talking about Ron Fairley? But that's what we do here. We bring up people. My goal is to talk about things that nobody knows what I'm talking about. Anyway – that's it. That's it. Dan Pasqua and Ron Fairley, of course, sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, who's been with us for a couple of years now. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Craig and Jeanine Michaud always have a big time uh, St. Patty's Day party on Sunday in downtown Woodbridge. That's um, always a fun time. They are full service opticians. Of course, Craig was my right center fielder, all-time leading strikeout king. He hates when I say it, but I tell his kids that now. He gets mad at me, but that's how it goes. Uh, prescription sunglasses, eyeglasses. They got glasses for the kids. They got an optometrist who's right on, on site there. Glasses for every budget. If you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show, you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription glasses here, Shay. And, of course, they carry a bunch of different kinds of glasses. Ray-Ban, Coach. Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and every now and then Charles Oakley stops by. All right, that's it. So go check them up. Open five days a week. Closed on Wednesdays. Why, Chris? Because that would be softball. And closed on Sundays. Why, Chris? New York Giant football. Right, $40, $40 million dollar man. That's right. We're going to get to that in a second. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Give them a call, 732-326-3937. But best of all, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk-off. That's the all-time slogan of all time. They're good people. They help you out. God bless America. All right. Now. Patreon, my Patreon members, who I thank profusely at the top of the show. We are stuck at 26. I can't believe we're stuck at Rob Carpenter. I didn't see this coming. There's so many great players at 27. I mean, you got the 27 Yankees. You got Butch Weiniger. You got Mel Hall. I mean, these are like legendary Yankees here. So we're stuck there. But I still appreciate my Patreons. And they are <clears throat> Alex Stetsena, Ramsey guy, my sister, Mary Eileen, Big George DeMosi, Eileen Palumbo, my mom, Joey Palumbo, my cousin Rob Pastor Kapasig, back in the 80s, James Kanowitz, my website guy who has a beautiful family, but you can't get in touch with him, Jimmy Riccardi, my jerk-off nephew who uh, always traveling the globe now. God bless him. Love you, Jimbo. My nephew, John Henry Riccardi, who's based in Los Angeles. My nephew, Eric, out of Austin, Texas. Michael Caprio, who showed up at my show in downtown Avenel. More on that later. I keep on saying more on that later. Uh, Frank Palumbo, my brother, CFO. Daryl Clark, my LSU, Louisiana guy. Greg Casalino. Mike Shecky, the Dolphin Suck Lawler. Dave Ben, 16 years in school with him. Pat Volcomer, everybody's finest, um, who has shitty internet, which is why I got fuzzy. And more on Pat when we get to the Oscars. I'm just going to keep on saying more later. Show's going to be seven hours long. Uh, Martin Waltzak, Colonial Boy. Michael Deej plays Alphonse. Janine Michaud getting involved, absolute eyewear. Robin Achani Barna, John Henry Palumbo, my cousin, Greg Alperin, my partner in crime, Bobby Palumbo, Tommy Palumbo, and Tyson Hogan, who we don't know who he is, but he seems like a great guy and he listens to the show getting involved. Thank you very much, Tyson. So that's it. That is the Patreon. Thank you so much. Please go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N. 
then you got to search Jimmy Palumbo Show, have your credit card out, and after that, it's easy. All right. Now, Oscars. Um, Chris, did you watch the Oscars at all? Yeah. No. Okay. I figured that. Um, I, we, I have last... not watched the Oscars ever once in my entire life. Okay. Though, so. Well, listen, bottom line is uh, the Oscars, um, we had Pat on last week, but we had some technical difficulties on his end. And uh, he picked, uh, I, I went out and picked everything. I rattled off. I was 16 of 23. So I was 16 and seven. I picked some good ones, but I didn't go all in on everything, everywhere, all at once as I did last week. That's my favorite title of all time. Cause you forget what it is. You're like, you think it's like everywhere, anywhere, who came, everybody gather around all at once. The gang's all here. That's the name of that movie. As far as I'm concerned. I also predicted that All Quiet on the Western Front would did what would do well, and it won cinematography and best international picture, and I believe it was the best movie of the year. Why? Because I think people need to see what what uh, as I did. Uh, my grandfather fought there; he was a war hero there. But how brutal these wars are! You want to you go all the way down the line: World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, uh, the Gulf, whatever it is. These wars are brutal. And what this movie did, everybody loves that first five minutes of Saving Private Ryan. That was like a walk in the park compared to what went on World War One, especially with the Germans and the French uh, and the English in the beginning of the war. Just and this movie just depicted how brutal, how naive everybody was. The start of it, the 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 the, the guns got better, the equipment got better, men were slaughtered, and the end of the movie is so awful, powerful, how stupid. Uh, loss of life with 15 minutes before the arms armistice uh horrible um but it's it's real it's well acted well directed um not everyone's cup of tea no one wants to watch that thing but i think everybody should watch it in case everybody says let's go in and bomb no no, it doesn't work that way um anyway it's a great movie i thought jimmy kimmel was fine i thought he was funny i thought he was like i didn't think uh, likable i thought he when he did push the envelope there were quick one-liners that you would say you know, at the Thanksgiving table, um, I thought the jokes were, you know, quick, funny to the point, whatever. Um, listen, everybody says I'm not watching because it's woke. I didn't think this was nearly as woke as the last 10 years. There was a couple in there. But listen, everybody says Hollywood. I guess I'm part of Hollywood. But, you know, when you launch a movie, uh, over over 500 people are involved in this process. OK. Um, and. It's not like the Jimmy Plumbo show where two people are involved. It's, <coughs> excuse me, it's a lot of people, hardworking, blue-collar people, technical people, guys running cables, creative people. And everybody's like, oh, these movies is Hollywood. You know what? Not everybody is, whatever side of the fence you're on, not everybody involved in Hollywood is on that side. There's, there's regular people that have jobs, and whether they're the top creators or the underneath guys who are moving it, and like, give me a break. They keep on calling it a circle jerk for Hollywood. Really? What is the what is the uh, what is the All Star Game? What is the Pro Bowl? What is the Super Bowl? What is the two weeks between the Super Bowl? So, so the only reason why I'm going to push back here is because you criticize those things. So it's like, I do. of course I, but, I do. But then, but, but then, if you're going to criticize those things, then some people should have the ability to criticize the the Grammys. I'm not or the saying Oscars. I'm criticize. I personally people... criticize all of them, and I right. I think that they all stink. Well, listen. And they're all worthy of seeing what happened. I'm interested in seeing maybe who won the Oscar, who won the Grammy, who won the ESPY. But sitting through the pageantry, I just can't do it because it's well, not. I get that. I'm, I'm not saying it's. Uh, I'm, uh, am I saying that it's 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 fine viewing? No, I'm not saying that. It's just not entertaining to me. That's what but it comes down to. It, it's it's an award show. It's really the the original. Uh, I don't say the original award award show, but it is the. You know, people don't really quite know who it's, won. it's what it's what other award shows like the SBs and things were were modeled after. So Correct. if you see an award it, show, you know what it is? The, it's the, it's the, the Rose Bowl. It, it's the granddaddy of them all. Started in 1927. Anyway, so they did 95 of these things. And um, I didn't see all the movies. I saw a few of them. And I thought some of the speeches were very heartfelt. Um, people don't realize the guy who won for everything, everywhere, gather around that movie. He was the little kid in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, this guy toiled in L.A. You Google his. If you go to IMDb, you're going to see a lot of gaps in there. And here was a guy. I'm not like saying it would be like me winning the Academy Award. But in a way, it's like this guy toiled 
And all of a sudden, you know, he just hit a 700-foot home run to win the World Series. And I got to give that kid credit. Plus, um, uh, some of the Japanese actresses that never got a chance to do certain things because of the way of the world, um, that's fine, too. They, they were heartfelt. The people were thanking their mother and father a lot. They were thanking their friends and family, their wives, their kids. I had no problem. There was a couple of clunkers in there where guys threw in some. That's kind of what I felt like yeah. when I when I um joined the podcast today. I felt like Jimmy had just won his Oscar. I was like, damn, yeah. Jimmy broke through. You were thanking people. You were, you know, I even got a mention. I was like, wow, Jimmy. No, well, listen, it's part of the Oscar celebration. I have there to thank go. people. As a matter of fact, I uh I would not this is all for you kids out there want to go to showbiz, or really at this point, most of my audience is shot. If you have kids that are pursuing a dream. The best thing you could do as a parent is support is, it. And a podcast. No, anything. Acting, music, rock and no, roll. You you do a, and you got to do a podcast. And of course, you got to do a podcast on Chop Sports Media. And what the what you, got, you have to support them. My family has been incredibly supportive. I would not be in showbiz today without my mother, my father, my brothers, uh, my cousins. They, when you're in a jam, they show up. When you need Patreon members, they show up. You can't do it. So if you're one of those rebels that's saying F you to your family, that's cool. Go for it. But that's like going into the, that's like going into the playoffs and you have no bullpen. So if you want to run your starters out for nine innings, maybe you can win. Maybe you better, you can. Be, you better be the three hitter. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so I saw some of the things were heartfelt uh, and uh, that's cool. A couple of weird things. Um, first of all, Pat Volkmer went 19 and four. So he only beat me by three, and he's supposed to be a guru. But Pat, you know what's happening to Pat? Pat is starting to look like Boog Powell now because he's struggling with the the streaming of stuff. He was uh, he he got like one wrong every year. So I think the streaming and the landscape has changed. So I give Pat a few more years to adjust, and he'll be back. He said someone got twenty out of twenty three, and that is very hard to do if you look at um, who won. Anyway, so Pat beat me once again, but I was I hung right in there. Um, during the in memoriam is always a big thing. Who died? They do this stuff. I got a couple of criticisms of it. And I'm going to catch shit for this. Number one, like, really? Paul Servino? Paul Servino, good fellas. He died. You got to throw him a shout out. Even Anne, ha Anne Hayes, did she die a terrible way? But that, I mean, you know, uh, she had some issues and she, you know, she was a mess at the end and she passed away in a car accident. And um, <clears throat> also Tom Sizemore. I mean, Saving Private Ryan and about 10 other movies. This guy was awesome. He ran into trouble and all that stuff, but is that a reason? I mean, what do we get if we, if we eliminate all everybody that got into trouble? And none of these were. Well, I, I shouldn't say it, but this sounds so wrong. But I don't care. None of these were OJ esque, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if OJ dies, you know, he's, uh, you know, and plus some of the TV stars. If, if, if this is for film, the Oscars. So if you were on a big TV show, like, and you only did like one or two films, yeah, maybe they don't mention as other guys. In the industry, I love it when they put like cinematographers and lighting guys because you don't realize when you Google them, like, wow, this guy did lighting on like major movies from Ben-Hur to, to Rocky to Jaws, and he deserves a shout out. But I still think those three should have been given a shout out. The other thing I have a problem with, I, I listen, Lenny Kravitz is great, talented guy, right? He's at the piano. And... They start with that somber music. You know it's coming. Those who have left us in this year, right? You get that somber music. That's cool. But usually they show the pictures of the guy who died with the nice piano music in the background that makes you go, oh, I didn't realize he died. Oh, of course, now with the internet, we know everything. But it's supposed to be like somber acknowledgement of people who have passed away in that industry. That's fine. But they spent like way too long on Lenny Kravitz playing the piano. Like, who cares? Show them for the first 10 seconds or five seconds and then get to the black and white photos of the people who have passed away. I um, agree. Whatever gets through this dreadful show faster. Not this one, the Oscars. See, you, I thought you were coming after the Jimmy Blumble no. podcast, which when you look, when I can't wait till the 30 on 30 on Chop Sports comes up. I will stay alive just for that. That was actually 30. good. I could, I could have let that go because I realized what you may have thought I was saying as I was saying it. <laughs> no, you and, couldn't. Uh, that's not listen, where I was going listen, with it. But my, 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 uh, my, 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 how can I wear this? My play in the world of chop sports is, you know, you, you know, I know you and Dave will get uh, a monument, but I will have a really nice plaque just outside the stadium. I assure yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, 31 being constructed right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, I just think like show the people. I don't want Lenny Kravitz is great, but you know, I even have a problem with all the music. Like they should show on the screen the music during the film, like a live person singing a song from the movie. That never makes sense to me. Show it how it is used in the film. That that would be like showing. Uh, like Tom Brady throwing a football with his kids on stage instead of showing him throwing touchdown passes. It's stupid to me. I never understood that. I think they should get rid of all the live dancing and singing. It should all be gone. You could kill a half hour off the show. Uh, so that's it on the Oscars. I got to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, those of you scoring at home, uh, Leonard Skinner found a guitarist. Gary Rossington uh, passed away. Those of you, he, uh, he wrote, uh, not simple man, but the other one I can't. Oh my god, brain freeze! But he also did this slide guitar at the beginning of Freebird, and Freebird is usually in the top ten of iconic rock and roll songs. And Gary Rossington does that slide in the beginning, and that is awesome. So, and Gary, I saw Skinner a couple times at concert. It was really cool. Uh, and I got to give a shout out. Also, I got to give a shout out to Joe Pepitone, who passed away the other day. He was as I talked to the older older folks. What they say about Joe Pepitone, he was kind of the first um, Kyrie Irving, Reggie Jackson. Prima Donna. Uh, prima Donna. He, was, he didn't fit the mold. That he, that's why they got rid of him. Like, who is this guy? Right? Today, Pepitone would be a star. But he was a very good hitter in Major League Baseball. And even better, after he got out of baseball, he cursed a lot of people out. And he did interviews and bashed a lot of people. But as he got older, friends of mine met him at these baseball camps. And everybody, I, I must, I swear to God, 10, 10 to 12 people I've talked to said nobody better sitting at the bar or a restaurant than Joe Pepitone. Cause he spanned that whole like Mickey Mantle all the way. Yogi. He had like his era was he, a lot of legendary guys and he would tell all kinds of funny stories and uh, that you can't really, some of them probably now that everybody's dead, you can get away with. And I'm sure he didn't even tell the R rated ones. They were PG 13. Um, unless it was a private conversation, but I got to give the guy credit. He, he was a, a baseball guy through and through. Uh, he passed away. Also, I got to give a shout out <coughs> to Dominic Lombardozzi, a good friend of mine who I did the movie, the family with who's on Tulsa Kings right now. His mom, unfortunately passed away this week. Um, she's been, uh, poor health for a little bit. And it was really hard on Dom and she died of actually, uh, ALS, um, which is near and dear to my family's heart because in, in a weird way, because my dad was a huge Lou Gehrig fan, which people from Colonia know that. And my dad was in on this ALS a long time ago. Now they have ALS days and all this stuff. And my dad's been talking about this disease since I was like 12. I mean, a long time. It was called Lou Gehrig's disease, but it was always uh, the real name was ALS. Don't ask me to pronounce it, but it's ALS. And my dad did the cutest thing. My dad had a little coffee can. And he put a little like uh, uh, like kind of a piece of uh, a wallpaper around it. And he wrote e ALS donation. And he kept it on his desk with a slit. And what my dad would do is he would take all his loose change, right? My dad wasn't a rich man. Take all his loose change or dollars he had laying around. He would shove it in this can. And when it got filled up, he would empty. The <laughs> You're going to love this. When he, when he filled it up, he would. It, you know, whatever that little coffee can was, he would fill it up mostly with coins, not like dollar bills and lay it out on his desk, count it. He would make a deposit and he would write a check to ALS for the exact. I mean, he would write a check for twenty seven dollars and eighty nine cents with rolls of pennies going to right. the bank and making a deposit. That's what he used to do. And he would tell everybody, I think, as a matter of fact, I saved it. It's in my daughter's room, actually, right now. Um, and it was the, I couldn't throw it out when he died. I'm like, this is great because. My dad, you know, they he always used to say they haven't figured out any treatment uh, for ALS since Lou Gehrig's time. I mean, they, they really have made there's like three or four dis diseases that uh, I, I don't know. I know one of them is ALS, or maybe pancreatic. I forget which one where they say if you got it in 1940 or 2023, you're equally as screwed because they haven't made just about every disease. They make ton, you know, chemo and radiation. But there's still these three or four diseases that are out there. ALS is one of them where they really just ha they, they haven't figured this out. But I did read, though, about six months ago, you know, a lot of these drugs that cure things come by accident. 
you're trying to cure your knee, and the guy turns out the guy who hurt his knee had ALS, and blah blah blah. They did. I heard that some kind of drug actually has promise on uh, holding serve, where it stops it, but you know you still have it, but you know that kind of thing. So I'm hopeful there. But anyway, shout out to Dom Dominic Lombardozzi's mom. Uh, Dom's been very good to me. We had a lot of fun on the family, and I love you, Dom. And I know you went through a long, uh, rough time there with your mom. I met your mom once. She was cool, classic old. Dominic's mother and father were like off the boat Italians with the meat hanging in the garage. They made wine every year, and the wine was unbelievably delicious. I, I just I, Dom doesn't make the wine anymore because his parents were uh, passed away and one was sick. But I'm like Dom, you have to go back to making the wine. It was delicious. Maybe I could uh, talk him into it. But anyway, shout out to him. Um, and that's about it. Now, it brings me to CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Um, <laughs> CornholeLevel.com. Mike Caprio's company, who showed up at my uh, event this weekend. And uh, we're going to go right into that after I do this. And CornholeLevel.com. That's right. 1995. You get 20% off. Now, these things, I'm, I'm going to show it to you right here. They hook on the hole, Chris, and I want to do this right. There you go. You hook on the hole, and it does let you know if it's level by the little dot in the middle there. Oh, look at me doing like an ad for the place. Um, but go check it out. You get a 20% offer, uh, a 20% off if you put in JP Show, and I think even Chop Sports as well. They're $19.95, so save yourself that $1.45. These are great gag gifts. They're great gifts. Like, I know, Chris, you're the kind of guy. Even though you're not a big fan of cornhole, if you were having a barbecue, but your mother did everything, and she said, Chris, just make sure you have the cornhole boards out. And then you went to go set it up and realized, oh, my God, my mother is doing everything. And now my my only job was to set up the cornhole, and my boards are shitty. They're not level. And then I got not like not my boards, bro. I got I got my cornhole levels. Okay, and honestly, so now- my brother... My brother bought like six of them that day at the barbecue. See that? I love it. That's what you got to do. Cornholelevel.com. Check them out. Mike Caprio, my second, second baseman behind Mitch Fishman, who was the first one, really the second one. The first one was Lou Paragallo. (laughs) Shout out to Lou Um, on my dad's team. All right, Chris, because you were Ben Simmons, you missed my Avenel show. I want to talk about that a little bit. First of all, this being part of this thank you world, uh, I want to thank all my – friends and, and some family and that everybody who showed up uh we had a nice crowd both nights i probably should have done just one night and packed the hell out of it but we did two nights and it was cool everybody seemed to have fun it's a great place to see comedy Av- avenel performing arts center if you see a comedian up there that you like or a show that you like go there got the restaurant the bars right there it's like you park you can eat drink go to the show then have another cocktail without getting back in your car you know what i mean that kind of thing um Friday night was Randy Lupo and Eric McMahon. And Saturday, Saturday was Kelly Shannon and Mike Egan. Um, they both were great. Uh, Eric McMahon, a little shout out. Uh, thank you for, um, you were really fair to me with your time. And uh, uh, he knows what I'm talking about. And uh, also to Mike Egan, who has a bad hip. He showed up limping. I thought this, he's older than me. I was like, wow, this guy's banging. Like, this is not Chris Gucci here. This guy still shows up for the show. And he sat on the edge of the stool and did very, very well, which is awesome. As for me, well, I went a little long on both shows, but I, you know what? I had fun. The first 10 minutes, I just ripped on Colonia and Woodbridge. I had some fun and Colonia Pizzeria. I don't know if you saw my post. I went in the Colonia Pizzeria on Wednesday. And there was a guy there. Colonia Pizzeria is like identical to the way it looked in 1981. I mean, I can't exactly think of, the exact same, except I'm for there's you. not. They don't have the arcade. They used to have like the video, a video game in there. One video town, game, yeah. One, what, what, just one video game. It would be right. like Street Fighter. It, it, it probably and they broke, would change it out every just, couple of years. The yeah. uh, but I, I'm willing to bet in all of Woodbridge Town. I'm about to say another stupid thing. In all of Woodbridge Township, see if you can follow along what I'm about to say, Christopher. I think Colony Pizzeria has to be in the top five. Of the least amount of changes to the business since 1980, I was even—I'm being stupid now. I kind of—I'm sure there's a bar. I mean, like I could think of a couple that just recently changed, like Pizza Time in Avenel. Yeah, that's right? changed. A strawberry changed. changed. Even not strawberries even, changed. Like even like I'm trying to think of even like a regular business. I 
Oh, you know what? The Colonia Dairy made pretty much the same on the outside and pretty yeah, much the same yeah. on the inside. That's one. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm trying to maybe top 10, I should say. Like, if you want to go in a time the Bamboo warp, House. Yeah, Bamboo House is one for sure. Good one. Good one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, listen. We're talking just Colonia right here. Right. Anyway. Warbridge Township's huge and there's different things. But like, you go in there, the, it's a time warp. And the pizza, you know, everybody mocks out their local pizza, but I think. When you grow up with a certain kind of pizza, right? I and know then, exactly. I love Colonia pizza. Okay. So then what happens is when you travel the world, you judge other pizzerias by your local pizza for better or for worse. And I had the two slices. I'm like, you know what? This pizza's not bad. It's a solid, solid slice. Is it is it like crazy thin slice like strawberries is or no? But you get a plain slice. I got it's the one first, plain. It's the first piece of pizza, slice of pizza that I ever remember. Well, there you go. Tasting. I mean, it's like your first girl you fooled 100%. around with. You just she's Grape automatically soda, slice of pizza. There you go. And uh, the yellow seats are the same. It's classic. Everybody's very kind. Ross, the son. I mean, the do- the father showed up. But even crazier, a guy was sitting there, and he tells me he was an extra in a movie. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He goes, yeah, it was a movie called Beer League, and I was like, I thought someone was putting me on. And then he would say, yeah, the bachelor party scene. So what are the odds? I go to. Did you happen to get that guy's uh, name? No, I can get it, though, because he's the cousin of the owner. Did he live on Amherst? No, he, he he's not really from Colonia. He li- he just happened to be in there. Crazy to me. I'll get, I, I got to watch the. Uh, but he looks so for 16 years ago. But what are the odds? I go to Colonia Pizzeria every 27 years. I go in there and a the guy's from Beer League as an extra. I laugh my ass off. I shot a little video. Check it still, out. My, my mother still drives into Colonia <laughs> to get her Christmas tree. There you go. And I did I did a whole bit on that in my show. Um, so uh, anyway, so listen, I had a good show. Um, we uh, A shout out to John Maddie, who took me to the Colonia VFW after Saturday night show. Uh, and I was talking to some really cool people. That's a cool little place. If you're in Colonia, sign up to go there. They have they changed the rules. You can be a family member of VFW. Then they have an auxiliary. It's it's um they do fundraisers. They do a lot for the community, and they like to have a good time at the bar. It's a cool. And they get little hammered place. and play darts on Monday nights. Yeah, I, I mean you know it's, every it's, single it's a, one of my friends still that's local to Colonia, I think still plays darts on Monday night there. Yeah. So it's it got a pool table. It's a cool little, it's old fun school. crowd, fun crowd. You know what? <laughs> no, I'll tell it probably you what. is a fun crowd. I'll tell you what. I'm just talking shit about my, my people. Wait a minute now. Hang on a second. Is it possible that the Colonia VFW hasn't changed much in 40 years? Oh, very possible. I mean, other than the rules, <laughs> but yeah, I could swear though, the bar was on the other side at one point. I could. I would have to go that. in there and check right. it out. But it's but probably not. I don't know. It probably hasn't. I changed can tell anything. you the optics from the outside. I don't know of any VFWs that have changed much. Right. Over the so last there you go. Another, Forty another, years. So maybe Colony Pizza is now ranked twentieth in the country. Anyway, um, also a shout out to uh, my daughter. Danced in a recital this weekend. She did very well. Um, her dances were cool. The King Center did well. I was able to do my shows and scoot over to Somerset. At the live from the downtown Somerset Hungarian Center, which anybody has anything to do with Hungarians has been to this place. It's huge. Um, big church and facilities and all that stuff. Um, unfortunately, my daughter wasn't feeling well. She couldn't do her solo. She's recovering right now. I hope she feels better. Nat, if you're listening, love you. Uh, she just wasn't feeling well. We're like, you know what? Let's get her out and see. let's get her home. Um, but the rest of the gang did well. I made a huge mistake of uh, I was hungry and uh, the Hungarians were making food for the dance competition and they had kibasi with sauerkraut and pierogies. So of course, what did I do? I ordered a massive plate of kibasi and a massive plate of pierogies, ate the whole damn thing. I was so bloated and I, I, I just can't eat kibasi. I'm one of those guys. I'm proud to say that is, I've never even tried it. Oh, it's the best ever. I, I love, bet, but it just doesn't it, look. It just, it just set me back. Uh, I'm, I was on the disabled list all day yesterday, but I still love it. And every time I have kibasi, it disagrees with me, and I say never again. And then someone has a tray of kibasi in front of me, and I eat it. So I'm the jerk off. Um, Did you load up some kraut? You ever go to Green uh, Bay? Uh, yes, I've been to Green Bay. Yeah, so you had some some uh, yeah, Green this, Bay brats. Yep, yeah, I love all that stuff. But it just you know, you get older, you gotta watch. I gotta, I gotta take the gas X. You know what I mean? Um. So let's get us to something very sad. Is it the NCAA be Selection Sunday? Selection yeah. Sunday? Um, I 
Okay, this is hard for me because I've been tough on RU the last uh, six weeks. And I said, you know what? I don't think they're going to get in. They just didn't win enough down the stretch. But I was all in. I was my theory in my head. I'm like, I, I don't mm. think we're, it's going to happen. <clears throat> and then the other teams came out. And, we, and Rutgers did not get in. And then I started looking at the teams that just got in above us. Uh, and I'm like, well, hang on a second. And basically, to me, they went by – they didn't go by who you beat. They went by who you lost to. And That last – that, that, what is the it? The Minnesota, Minnesota game cost them. But you know what? Uh, it's subjective at the very end, and it's not an exact science. And I think Rutgers got screwed. I think they didn't want to have nine teams from the Big Ten. I think uh, I think Rutgers got screwed. I think they should have gotten in, even well, though they played lousy down the stretch. They still should have got in because they beat. Look, they so beat so do you think do you think that that is a team getting screwed? I mean, if they already no. had eight, if you finish ninth in your conference, I get it's the Big Ten. Is there is there typically more than not eight in any conference so I think ever? One year, I think one year ten went. Sure, big, well, Big Ten is fourteen schools now. The bottom line is though. Yeah, but okay, still. but first of all, we beat Purdue. They're in. We beat Maryland. They're in. We beat Penn State twice. They're in. And a couple other schools that are in, we beat. And I, I think when you, we went ten and ten in league. It's one of the better leagues, you know. So I certainly, I knew we were higher than North Carolina. And anyway, we didn't get in. We're in the NIT. I, I I'm worried about. They play Hofstra tonight. Hofstra hasn't played. Hofstra's in a different league and stuff like that. But you know, I think Rutgers are going to be so let down. I really want to judge Peichel tonight because he's got to tell his team, look, we got screwed. If you feel that way. Now let's not, if they lose tonight, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to go see they've been playing lousy. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Look to me, like I'm going to go play hard anyway, because if I was playing in the street in an hour, I would probably play as hard as I can. Yeah. That's but, you though. Some players, but, teams but, get let but down. That's, what I'm saying. Like, that's me. I, I could totally understand the team not giving a shit. At this point, you know, right. like after the letdown, it's like the NIT. I feel like it's almost like, what do you do? You go out and win the NIT. You know, it's like, right. uh, I know. It's like tying I, in I, football. Uh, um, it's um, interesting like, there. I, I, like I, tying I, in the I'm NFL. I'm let down. It, the whole thing is, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Again, Hofstra's ranked 91 in the country. We're ranked 45th. We're favored by a lot. We should win the game, but you never know. Uh, so that's it. That's my depressing Scarlet Knights not making the tournament. I'm devastated by that. Uh, the Giants signed Daniel Jones. And um, I refuse to get into the money angle because he probably deserved $35 million. Well, when you go to Vegas and you bet the, you know, that center when you're playing craps and you throw, when you throw money in the middle there and you hit it, you got an eight and you hit double fours, you get more money. That's how it goes. He gambled. The Giants have no, they have no well, other the, option. The Giants are the ones that actually gambled <coughs> by right. not giving them the fifth year option. And then he went out and showed up. So showed it's like up. they, the, but, they but were the glad to pay it. I guarantee and, it. and the thing you can't go by uh, with the NFL, and you know this, Chris, it's, it's really with the salary cap, it's really a giant spreadsheet. And there's moving pieces and there's uh, details of the contract of when the, when the money goes, when the team has an out. Yeah, there's all these different things. So, and you know yeah. what? There was no other option. They weren't going to get Carr, uh, and they gave Barkley the uh, uh, franchise, which he's—he I really haven't heard much from him since. He's probably aggravated. But you know what? I feel like, hey, Saquon, you've hey, made you know a lot of does, money, Jimmy. All it does is with the franchise tag was you buy a year. I don't think I don't think Saquon's playing on the on the tag next year. I think they're they're just extending the exclusive negotiating window because they franchise tag him. Nobody else can negotiate with him now. He has to play for them, but the intention on the Giants' front office is to still work out a long-term deal with Barkley. They don't want to pay him. They they want to fix that relationship right. and move well, into the season. But you know fresh what? And well, I, I have a problem with that. How Me many too. I mean, I think it's good business to keep it the way it is, and you know, make him earn it another season. You want to give him an extension at Week Twelve next year when he proved that okay, right. he that's uh, okay. And you know fine. what? Don't, uh, what? What have I been saying for two years on this show? When you watch on a game on NFL Sunday. When the quarterback hands the ball off to a running back, that running back is usually unknown until he got to that team. Pacheco, I watched him play for three years at Rutgers. He's a decent little back on a bad football team, and now all of a sudden he's he's uh, you know Patrick Ewing in the league, and there's tons of run. Gus Edwards, 
started on uh, Ravens Listen, for three or four are years. You ready? You are you don't ready? need number this two picks. You need to know. This is all you need to know. In the last two days, in the last three days, three star running backs got put on the trade block. And I'm talking about first, second, third pick overall in fantasy football. Um, Dalvin Cook from the Vikings, going to get traded. Derrick Henry on the Titans, going to get traded. Miles Sanders, the Eagles running back, 13 touchdowns this year. They're not even thinking about bringing him back. Kareem Hunt, free agent. There's another one. Austin Eckler, number one running back for the Chargers. 2,000 yards a year, all purpose. Trade block. That's why you don't pay Saquon, because it's like, okay, we're going to sign somebody else anyway for dirt cheap. I would look in the third or fourth round for a running back. 100%. I'd let him do the franchise tag after the season. If I think this other back is better, I'd say, Saquon, you got to go. Wayne Love Gallman. you. Welcome back, Wayne Gallman. Anyway, so, yeah, no, it could be the other way. It also sucks when you have a bad running back for a couple of years. But, well, you know what? That's the way it's, it goes. It, I don't know that there is a bad running back in the NFL. I think that there's just bad offensive lines. There's, now, there's worse than others. But if you the, create a, a seam, I could get three or four yards of play. The Okay, see. Okay, three or four yards. Then what am I getting? Six or seven yards of carry? Come on! Now, oh stop my it. goodness gracious! Just mo- you're the most overrated athlete. You're old. You're- you can't even show up for a podcast. You're talking about getting three or four yards in a football I game. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You couldn't if, even if, show. You're always I banged you up. If I had a game that day, I would have put off yeah. whatever bullshit. Well, my I was show doing. is a game. My show is a game. But again, I'm just. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm like the Brett Gardner of child. Yeah, but it's pickleball. Okay, doesn't matter. Does I'm, I'm better than you in pickleball too. And tennis. Anyway, another thing. This is going to – now that I'm arguing with Chris, it's another thing. Can we please, NFL, Jets, please get Aaron Rodgers out of the news? I am so sick of this guy. Yes, he's the best quarterback in the league, but, like, get – I wish I could talk to Aaron Rodgers. Do you think say, that we're going to argue over this? I want no. him out of the news, too. I don't give a it's, shit anymore. It's I like want him to God, be done with. Whatever is going to happen, team, make your decision. And, Let's and, move on. And another thing. Shame on the Packers when they if the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. If I were the Packers, I'd be like, you know what? You're right. We're gonna trade him, but we're gonna get like 17,000 picks till the end. This has got to be a Herschel Walker Cowboy scenario. You're getting rid of the the Packers will stink next year without Rodgers. I guarantee it. So I want to go, and I want to get into a little so, bit of an explanation as to why the Packers, just without going too deep in it. They're going to get decent compensation, but the Packers are in a bad spot in the in the salary negotiations. They they want to trade Rodgers too. GMs know that. It's not like they're they're like, whoa, we have this commodity that everyone wants. The Jets are the only team in. There's not two suitors. It's Jets retire or Packers, I, so it, it drives the price then, down. Then and, the, think, and the Packers want to move on, and the Jets know that. Then I shame on the other GMs for saying, no, we don't want Aaron Rodgers. Really? There's a lot of shitty quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't want to hear it. You get Aaron Rodgers for a couple years, you can change your franchise. Yeah, Rodgers <coughs> negotiated himself into a situation where, you know, he's at the end of his career, so if he doesn't want picks. to go somewhere, he could just say, well, I'm going to retire. Trade me there. You're going to give up capital? He he has all the leverage. He really well, does. I, I, just get on the jet. First of all, it'll be a lot of fun. I know you're a Packer fan, so it'll suck losing Rodgers, but get, I think Rodgers on the Jets will be a lot of fun next year with Daniel I'm, Jones, Rodgers. I'd rather Rodgers on the Jets in a very tough AFC, see what he could do. Get him out of my conference, if anything, and right. let's see what the kid could do. You know, yeah. we've been here before. It's not there's no guarantees, but it's not every day you get a, a first round talent that's had three years to sit behind the same head coach. You don't see that in the NFL much, yeah. so we'll see. It could be the Steve Young scenario. Who knows? Anyway, uh, that's that. Yankees um, uh, spring training. Uh, I love how they have like four games in one day. You, try, you go look at the box scores. You're trying to see all these names. I tell you, this kid Volpe though. He's giving the Yankees an argument for like, no, don't send me down. And normally I always say, send a kid down. Let him, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, these, these athletes today, what are we talk- playing? talking about? We're, we're looking at, I'm tired of seeing the Astros have a 19 year old shortstop. That's dominating. And we have one in the minors. I say that we, we let rot. I know there's some rules. Bring how, how often you it, put them up. And the other, the other guy who probably won't make it, but I think will play this year. is this kid Dominguez. Dominguez. <laughs> these guys hitting bombs. So, I know there are rules, and again, my ignorance, I'm sure you know more. You can only you, – you bring a guy up and down a certain amount, I think, and so there's yeah. a little – and there's compensation, so there's a little weird thing going on. But uh, I think Dominguez is actually younger than Volpe. I'm 
think, and he's yeah. Kinda, Dominguez is younger than Volpe. Um, I would say let Dominguez send him back, although he's doing well. Uh, send him back. Down. Dominguez is look. Volpe's Volpe's a little more major league ready, I think. Yeah. But who am I? Right. You know, Dominguez is a lefty that I think pitchers will figure and there's out. There's going to be injuries. You know, once, you know, Stanton goes down or someone goes down. You 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 can it just bring Dominguez up for a. I'll tell you what though, if both these kids go down, there's going to be some fun, good good baseball to watch local for cheap right. with all Over these triple I, Yankees triple A affiliates are good right, right now. I don't I don't see Volpe getting cut. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, that's fun. Also, Stanton, who I don't think got a hit the first two weeks of the season. Uh, suppose he smoked a couple of balls. They were laughing how hard they, he almost took the head off the third baseman and the first baseman. I mean, you know, the outfielder out there. So Stanton and Judge hit his first home run this week. God bless. <clears throat> that's my Yankee stuff. Of course, we got ChasingMiracles.com. That's right. You got to go to ChasingMiracles.com. They uh, they make hydration water packs. You put the stuff in water, shake it around. You get all kinds of minerals. 70 trace minerals go into your body, increasing your strength and stamina. It's good stuff. Give uh, Tommy and Donna a call. Uh, talk to them. They're into this thing. There's a lot of good things. As a matter of fact, she sent me a new packet, and uh, I've been starting to do it again because I got to get – oh, man, I am – I am, I, I am, I'm, I slipped. I am in, I am in what I ate this weekend. Um, again, wait, hang on. Jasingmiracles.com. Uh, it's got to help me out because I need to help. Uh, what I did this weekend, Chris, I ate like shit. <coughs> Kabasi pierogies. Good little Catholic boy that I am. Friday night after the show, my cousin John dropped me off back at the hotel and we went to McDonald's and I was like, oh, it's Lent Friday. He's like, no, it's after midnight. I'm like, no, you go by. Friday night means like, don't you hate when WFAN at twelve thirty at night talks about how the Yankees play tonight? That's like no, yeah, it's still it's still three o'clock when the bars close. Then yeah. you got to go to bed first. Then it's the day anyway. So I, you know what? I got two filet fish. I stuck to my stuck to my thing. Of course, I didn't go to church on Sunday, so I screwed the whole thing up. But I've been eating like I've been eating bad. A lot of popcorn, a lot of garbage. I got you can't. Whoever you can't give me two boxes of of Girl Scout cookies. Why, Chris? What happens to those cookies? Because I think what you said is that you're. What would you, what'd you say? You're like a cockroach, a cockroach, or a bad mouse who's telling his buddies. I'm telling you. Either way, cheese yeah. and crackers. I think that's on just this, a short for fat piece of shit. Fat piece of shit. I don't feel right. I got to get back. I got to start going to the, tomorrow. I'm going back in the gym, man. I, I've been. I didn't want to. I haven't weighed myself in a month because I'm afraid. I think I'm going to break the scale. I'll probably, oh, I might be close to 210 now, bro. I don't know. We shall see. You know what I ate all weekend? Soup and ice cream, well, like a little you're on the, tough, tough, you're, tough scenario. You're on the disabled list. You can't show up. Uh, anyway, so chasingmiracles.com. Also, don't forget Pine Tar Bar and Grill. Pine Tar Bar Grill.com. Go check it out. 121 South Main Street, Fucking River, New Jersey, 609-489-4286. My buddy Tommy's Bar, check it out. It's an awesome sports bar. You'll love it. The food is awesome. Also, a lot of mental health issues going around in our country today. As Chris, as you well know, uh, go talk to my friend Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. She's great. She'll help you out. She's good people, um, and she'll get you through. Now, Last of Us. I don't want to reveal anything. Uh, the season finale was uh, two nights ago. Just wow. Just wow there. A little ending there. I was like, whoo. It it stuck with me. The, the show ended. And I was like, all right, you know, new season. All of a sudden, I was like, wow. Hey, Joe, what did you do there, bro? Uh, so I thought it was a great way to end the season. Very thought-provoking. Um, <clears throat> the other show I'm watching is Your Honor. Um, you said end the season? They're coming out with another episode in like two weeks, they said. Uh, bonus episode. I just read it 10 no, minutes ago. I thought ago. it was a, a bonus behind the scenes, not a not an episode. Anyway. If that's the case, that's the case. But if they ended it, maybe I just maybe I read it. I don't wrong. know. Uh, wait, well, listen, the way they ended it, either way, whether it's season or not, the way they ended it Sunday, I had a delayed effect. I was like, first of all, I was like, all right, I actually thought it was a little, maybe even a boring ending. And then I realized, whoa, what did this guy do? Holy shit. I thought it was cool. Um, I've been watching Your Honor, which has been great. Um, the acting in this is great. You don't know where it's going still. Uh, this Baxter family and uh, crazy and all this different stuff. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, the other one, my, one of my favorite shows on the air, it's not talked about much. It's, I don't know. It's Perry Mason. Have you watched any of this? Perry Mason on HBO is an awesome show. The acting is tremendous, but the best part about Perry Mason, 
has nothing to do with the old TV show, uh, other than he's a, a lawyer. Um, they they show L.A. like in the, the 30s and 40s, that film noir L.A. kind of deal. Really cool. Like the cinematography is awesome how they show how L.A. was, the cars, the people, the way, way of life. Very, very cool there. And I know we're running long here, so I'll wrap it up. Um, Beer League, news on Beer League. Um, all five episodes are, in fact, edited now. They're doing some final tweaks, like really, really cutting hairs there, what they're doing. So all these five webisodes will be ready to go. We still want to launch March 30th. However, we ran into a little legal hiccup. And uh, we ha- we want to do this legitimate, make sure everybody gets paid or deserves to get paid. Um, and we're still hoping for March 30th. And as soon as we get these things signed, we're good to go. Um, I should be hearing something. I think by next Monday's podcast, I should know more because they know we want to launch on March 30th. And the investors of the original beer league, they want to launch on March 30th as well. So uh, they'll be ready to go. And then I'll be blasting out all over the place. Beer League 2 YouTube channel, Beer League 2 Facebook, Beer League 2 Instagram. We're going to be running these shows on all the platforms probably once a week for five weeks and see if people like it. Or maybe twice a week for two and a half weeks. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But I'm excited about that. And that's it, Christopher. Well, I'm glad your nose is okay and your sinuses. Good to have you back as always. And um, I think that's about it. The Jimmy Palumbo Show is wrapping up. He's the beginning of his third year here from the Omni in Atlanta. I haven't said the Omni in a while. I've been doing a lot of Shea. I don't know why. Shea's in my head right now with the dirt infield. All right, kids. That's it, Chris. Thank you. Uh, And I will – oh, and a shout-out to Dave for showing up on Friday night. He had some – some beers and laughs backstage. We had some giggles and a shout out to Deej for showing up at my show. He, ho- he brought me on stage Friday and uh, you'll see some clips of it. And that's it, my brother. I will talk to you next week. All right, buddy. See I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. I'm